0: Good morning, Bruce. How are you this morning? Healthy and alive.
1: Uh, you know, enjoying the climate change outside, or, or weather, uh, as we call it. Climate change? Oh, yeah. We, we've had some uh, thunderstorms roll through. Today, it's kind of uh, cloudy. Last night had a bit of a drizzle, you know, well, full-on rain. So, you know, typical, typical weather for this time of the year, but it's climate change. It's man-made mm-hmm. climate change. Wait till the tornadoes start hitting. Oh yes, that's, that's actually uh Texas Panhandle actually had some um with this last storm.
0: Mhm. Mhm. And of course we're going right into tornado season. I did hear that uh Colorado has declared a state of emergency. Uh there's avalanches and you know avalanche warnings and and everything that's that's going on there. A lot of snow. Uh climate man-made climate change again, I'm assuming, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, I've got some uh people up there that I know uh both on the southwestern end and northwestern end of colorado uh-huh. and, and you also uh, lived there for a time it.
0: so you kind of yeah you kind of know how the weather patterns are there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah is this out of uh, is this unordinary is this out of the ordinary or anything
1: no no this is not unusual um they it's just they got a snowstorm i mean it, it's typical of this time of year they continue having snow until like april or or so i mean it doesn't really start melting until may or later it depends on how how cool the season was right so you know how we're on the the solar cycle and all that kind of Mm -hmm. stuff depends Mm -hmm. on that so we're on a minimum
0: right now so let's talk since you were yeah since you kind of mentioned that space okay yeah we like to talk a little bit about space here on Mm -hmm. the morning show right space do enjoy that yeah so they put 60 starlink satellites in orbit before the weekend, and they just put another 60 in today. That's a lot of
1: satellites. That is a lot of satellites. Well, I mean, they're they're the size of a toaster, roughly, um, more or less about the size of a toaster. So that's, uh let's see, I think they were authorized, quote unquote, to have 14,400, I'm wanting to say. I believe the FCC... The last number I, I remember hearing was 14,000. So the more of those you get up there, the more uh, internet, you know, for the uh, the rural communities, they'll be able to have high speed internet and bring them up to the uh, modern day, you know, instead of using dial up or
0: there's some places that still use dial up around here. Surprisingly enough. I just want um, the phones, man. That, that's all I want. I, I just I'm waiting for I'm waiting for SpaceX or Tesla. I'm waiting for Elon to say we're getting into the, the smartphone market and this is what we're going to do. And he's got his devices that connect with terrestrial tower, you know, the tower system for your 5G or whatever. And you also have the option here for the satellite on our Starlink network. That's all I'm waiting on, is that. And all these telecom companies... Will go bust. Every last one yeah. of them. Every last one of those overcharging bastards will go bust.
1: Yeah, assuming assuming they, they can they can uh, create a product that is competitive. But the thing is, is if a Starlink really works and you're uh, as they're planning, and you can make a mobile device that connects to the network and has good coverage all the time, yeah, yeah, yeah you're going to win hands down. the The, the thing that you're going to run into though is um, being in a building that that's actually going to be difficult for satellite signals um whereas uh radio uh, or the microwave uh towers that we have the antennas we have now they do fairly well because of um uh, our houses are made out of wood mostly windows and that sort of thing so it'll punch through it but coming from space through the atmosphere and everything it, it makes it a little more difficult to punch through.
0: Well, yeah, of course. But I mean, this is where, again, it'd have to be a hybrid system, kind of like what they have uh, out in the Middle East with some of their providers out there. You have your SIM card for your terrestrial, you know, you hook into like your 4G or whatever. And I understand they have some problems now, even with 5G. Uh, 5G doesn't quite get through buildings. Uh, it's a little difficult for that. Well, and uh, short range, too. It's, yeah, it's pretty short range because you, you have to the
1: the frequency that they operate at is um, it takes a lot more energy to
0: transmit data uh, than uh, 4G. I can see the hybrid system. Yeah, the LTE system terrestrial. And when you're outside, you got access to a satellite or if you don't or if the the system is down on land, step outside, make your call. Mm-hmm. And there might actually be a way to incorporate a satellite um
1: connection and your your phone like connect to wi-fi or something like that right um that would be an easy solution for the home do wi-fi calling um and then when you're outside traveling you know you you would get the signal there and if you're in a tesla like a their their vehicle they could install some kind of um uh antenna on the tesla that provides a connection to starlink which it's already there because they're getting updates through starlink um but allow your smartphone to connect to the car um bluetooth or whatever and get its uh, connection from there. I could see something like that happen
0: as well. Let's switch over to this. DARPA, you know, the uh, the contractor for the, uh, the U.S. government, the Defense uh, Agency, uh, or excuse me, Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency. Yeah, DARPA. They announced two days ago that it was awarded a seeker engineering contract worth $60.4 million to develop a data processing system for satellites to operate autonomously. Hmm.
1: Now, our satellites do already kind of operate autonomously in that I thought they were designed to keep themselves in orbit, like without any kind of um, but are they meaning like they can tell the satellite, "Hey, we want to we want photographs of this location, this location and
0: this location," and then the satellite executes that on its own. Well I'm not exactly sure uh, this is this seems to be kind of uh, interesting. Uh, it's pretty short uh, pretty short article. they say that uh, seeker is based in Centennial Colorado and was selected by DARPA in 2019 to develop the artificial brain of the agency's Blackjack Satellite Network. The new contract is for work to be completed by March of 2022. DARPA began the Blackjack program in 2018 in an effort to demonstrate the use of small satellites in low-Earth orbit to provide services like communications, missile warning, and navigation. Seeker is developing the so-called Pit Boss artificial intelligence system that will enable the blackjack constellation to operate autonomously isn't this kind of like what they're doing with starlink like each yeah, one of them is, can adjust is, independently uh, independently and that's that's
1: literally i pulled up a deal on blackjack and this is literally they're wanting to do their own starlink system as well it looks like uh, it that that's uh, it, literally what this looks
0: like it's it, it's starlink but it, this but it's, in it's this case it's government. going yeah, exactly. This case, it's going to be specifically, I think, strictly military use and nothing else. So, yeah, you want one for commercial use, obviously, and the other one for for military use. I would underst- I, I can understand that. So, you want to keep those two separate. You know, you want that infrastructure to be separate.
1: Yeah. So, uh, currently, the way the way the systems are set up, uh, spy satellites are geosynchronous, um, and it basically hovers or or persists over a certain geological location on the planet. So, you know, you get it into position and it'll hover over that spot and take photographs and whatnot. Whereas these would be a grid that would be there always, like it would always be tracking it. You You would have, it would provide better coverage, better protections, but Here's the thing. Uh, we, we said this is for strictly for U.S. warfare or U.S. government. Mm-hmm. Military, yes. Yeah. Uh, no, it's not going to be just for no? that. Because, uh, well, no. I mean, w- what is our government doing? W- w- what is our government trending towards? ESG's global reset, one world government.
0: Oh, yeah, that, yeah. So
1: this entire system uh, will be, in the future, open up to the... Could you imagine having a grid that is monitoring... 24-7 what's going on on the surface of the planet. So you want to go off into the woods and, and create your own little community or whatever and screw you, government. We're going to do our own thing and not follow... They know exactly where you're at. Not, they know exactly how many people are there, what you got, everything.
0: Well, they could do that now if they really looked hard enough. They'd ha- I mean, they'd have to put some effort into it, but... Yeah, but this would make it far it. easier. Yeah, it would make it a lot easier for sure. The establishment media has said to Congress, give us a handout to stop misinformation. Who's saying this? Big media companies. So representatives of the big media conglomerates told Congress they need a special antitrust exemption to defend their industry today at a hearing of the House Judiciary Committee. We got to give those media companies protection, right? Because they got to fight all this misinformation that's out there.
1: Hey, Democrats, um, we've been carrying your water for the last decade. Well, really, since Obama, really. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, we would like a kickback and just uh, provide protections for uh, for us so that we we uh, aren't, you know, beholden to legal, legal
0: proceedings. Uh-huh. They say that um, the alternative, if they don't do this, this almost sounds like a threat. The alternative to this is um, to allow misinformation to thrive. They want to crack down on people like us yes. that are willing to stand up
1: and talk the truth yes, and point you guys in the right direction to think for yourselves. They want us silenced so that they can have their propaganda, their own narratives to try to control the populace, to try to nudge you in the direction they want you to go. And, you know, moving into shoving at this point. uh, Well, really, we're in shoving. I mean, look at what's happening with the masks and the vaccines and, you know,
0: ESGs. That's the shoving. Uh, You know what comes after shoving, right? Right. Yes, I do. Shooting. Yeah. Um, the hearing was called to discuss the now they came up with a great name for this bill. It's called the Journalism Competition and Preservation Act. Yeah, because we really
1: need to conserve the media and, and for our journalism because, you know, journalism does such a wonderful job nowadays. You know, we, we, all those different, you know, for example, the uh, uh, the Russian prostitution, you know, the P tapes. You mm-hmm. know, go, mm-hmm. uh, that was great journalism
0: on that. Yeah. On that and part. well, they say that no oh, competition. Yeah. Yeah, they want fair competition, don't they? Isn't that what they're asking for? The, the Competition and Preservation Act? Uh, yeah, that would that would
1: um, completely eliminate competition. Yes. Yes. It, so yeah, it would um, ensure
0: their safety. President and CEO of the News Media Alliance, David Chavern, testified at the hearing. Uh, the News Media Alliance's board includes executives from, now listen to this, all-star lineup, okay? Now, these are people that are wanting to uh, discuss the Journalism Competition and Preservation Act. OK, listen to the people that that were there to represent this. The New York Times, The Washington Post, News Corps, Hearst, who are the owners of the San Francisco Chronicle, the Houston Chronicle, Cosmopolitan and Esquire magazines. Oh, and, Cosmo. That has some yeah. great articles in there yeah. that are yeah. absolutely horrifying. Uh-huh. And Gannett Company was also there as well. They are the owners of the USA Today, by the way. Oh, mm-hmm. that's a fantastic group there great lineup. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, these these are people that want journalism competition and they want to preserve it, right? That's, that's what they're there for. Uh, they were calling the news media an essential part of our democracy. We are not a democracy. They're right. No, they
1: are right. The current democracy that we now have, the media is an essential component to that democracy. They are correct. But the democracy that we currently mm-hmm. have is not the
0: constitutional republic that we believe we have fair point that's why it's failing Chauverne went on to warn that now this part i believe him on he says that the big media is under threat and needs to be bailed out by congress uh, by, by congress's proposed antitrust exemption congress's help is needed to combat the threat let me explain to you why you are under threat sir because you put out lies and garbage and no one believes you anymore except for a very small minority that's why no one believes you. That's why no one trusts you. So they think they, th- they these people are so delusional. They actually think that if you silence the people that oppose them, then they will become more popular. What the hell kind of sense does that make? It kind of makes sense. Uh, and, and and hit me out on this one. It's solely
1: because your it, it's that nudge that I'm talking you know, that I was talking about. It stifles any competition, any free thought. Now you push the narrative to a certain Direction and because of that narrative, because of the direction they're able to push everything towards, that's that's the only talking points you're going to hear. So mm-hmm. what what else are you going to believe? You're not going to be able to. Ha- you're not going to have access to any other information. So how are you going to know that this this dude is corrupt unless you're in the middle of it and see the corruption yourself?
0: And if you speak out, um, sleep with the fishes, you know. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. He also went on to uh, praise the media's work covering at catastrophic weather events. And public health crises and he also said that local journalism has acted as a clear antidote to the scores of misinformation impacting communities across the country let me let me explain what's going on um, your local affiliates are following talking points that they're given every day that's all that they do uh, and if you don't believe that I have a compilation that I can play should I play that compilation I mean it's kind of annoying sure. it's kind of annoying it is annoying but you know it, it's you don't want to forget this information right it
1: needs to be to the forefront.
0: So let's hear what your local affiliates have to say, right? Take a listen to this and you tell me if there are local affiliates that are not. All on board with the same agenda here, right? Listen to this and see if you can't tell me if this guy's just a bold faced liar to Congress. And I'm Ryan Wolf. Our, our greatest, greatest responsibility, responsibility is, is to, to serve, serve our, our
1: Treasure Valley communities, the El Paso, Las Cruces communities, Eastern Iowa communities, Mid Michigan communities. We are extremely proud of the quality, balanced journalism that CBS 4 News produces. But we, we are, are concerned about, about the trouble of the responsible, responsible. one sided Plagging our country. country. our country. The sharing of biased and false news has become all too common on social media. More alarming, some media outlets publish these same fake stories without checking facts first.
0: The sharing of biased and false, false news, news has, become has become all too common, common on, social on social media. More alarming, some, some media outlets
1: publish these same stories
0: without checking facts first. Unfortunately, unfortunately some members of the media use their, their platforms, platforms to push, push their own personal Bias and and agenda agenda control, control. Exactly. exactly what people think, and this is extremely dangerous to our democracy.
1: This is extremely dangerous to our democracy.
0: This is, this is extremely dangerous to our democracy. This
1: is extremely dangerous to our democracy.
0: This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. Is there a bias there by the local affiliates? I, I'm just curious. Is there is there an agenda there by the local affiliates that he was praising as as being uh, you know great great people that, to combat misinformation? Uh, it sounded like the hive mind. Uh, that that was um almost terrifying in a sense. It is. You know, I sent that to a couple of people and you know what? They were shocked. I mean, they don't believe they don't believe the mainstream media anyway. But the people I sent it to, they're like, my God, this is going on all across the country. This is exactly what happens. You get the national talking points every morning from the conference calls, the meetings, whatever in the hell, and they get passed out to everybody. They go out in a mass email to all their affiliates and everyone's on board. Everyone's saying the same thing. Right. No, 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 no. There's no independent journalism here. No, I can assure you. Those are all local affiliates. We just played all across the US. Those are not national news coverage like Fox News or CBS or NBC. Those are all local affiliates. And there are Fox affiliates in there as well. For those that are wondering. Um, social
1: engineering. that That's what this is. That's the the goal of propaganda is to uh, change and sway people's opinions and perspectives. That's exactly what this
0: is. It's propaganda. It's all it is. It's not it's not reporting anymore. No, it's not. Uh, he goes on to say that uh, despite the media, the, uh, despite that the media needing help from the government, he says that our readership is at its highest levels ever. Well, I know that that's bull, right? Look at the look at the cutbacks in the newspapers over the last 10 years alone. You're bankrupt. The newspapers are bankrupt. The New York Times last year, actually two years ago now, they have to rent out floors in their building to keep the lights on. Their readership's not at the highest levels ever. As a matter of fact, the opposite is true. Their readers are at the lowest levels ever. These newspapers are are bankrupt. The San Francisco Chronicle, you can't even give them away now. I know people in San Francisco. They put people out there to give them away on the street corner. No one wants them. It could be that they might actually be
1: telling the truth. They may Digital? have the actual, like, more readers... As far as like a number, but the actual amount of the population in like per capita is has to be lower. I know no yeah. one that reads those things. The only reason that, well, really, I know four people
0: that goes in and reads like New York Times or, or, you know, the I used to read us. the Times. I, I used to, yeah. I, I mean, I, I used to read the New York Times as a subscription. I used to read it. Uh, and the only reason I used to read it, because as I said, I was one of the early adopters for the first iPad. They gave me a year of the New York Times free digitally. So I took it. Yeah. Uh, of I course, mean, we, USA Today we read those, was... Though. Yeah. We, we read them now. Yeah. But for a different purpose. I mean, I'm before we started podcasting years ago, like 10, 15 years ago, I was a subscriber to the New York Times. I was a subscriber to the Wall Street Journal. I did read the USA Today every day. Every day I, I read those papers. But... Ever since they started all this this garbage that they've been doing over the last, uh, you know, five, ten years, I, I dumped all the subscriptions because it's just crap. And I can think for myself. They need to tell you how to think. Yeah, they do. The op-eds were just some of the worst. I, I started seeing it like 10 years ago. The op-eds were, were just some of the worst. When I started seeing USA Today start like bashing the, the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution, I'm like, you know what? The hell with you people. Uh, he complained that the algorithms and now. Yeah, see, this is where he's going to play the fake opposition here. Right? you ready for this one? He complained that the algorithms of big tech determine when and if news is seen in the search results. Now, see, it's big tech's problem if uh, it's not their fault if they take a hit. Right, it's big tech.
1: Actually, there there is an element of truth to that, and here's here's why. It is an algorithm that goes through and and picks and chooses what topics, if you will, reach people's feeds. It's all supposed to be based on likes, dislikes, you know, how many times it's shared. You know, it's supposed to be based on those analytics. That's not the case, though. If you're if you're, for example, a New York Post and posting about um, Hunter Biden. Uh, and the laptop issue. Um, in that case, your your story is throttled and and buried, mm-hmm. um, or your accounts but, locked. Yeah, or your accounts locked, uh, or your your banned. That's the way it's supposed to be. Is that the people decide what they're interested in, and the people decide what topics to share? So his his argument under the way that the the social media giants tell us they operate is null. However, we know that the the way the media or the way the big
0: companies tell us they operate and the way they actually operate are different. Mm hmm. mm -hmm. Emily Barr, who is the CEO of Graham Media Group uh, and a director of the Leadership Foundation of the National Association of Broadcasters, also said members of Congress should support the bill because of the danger of misinformation, arguing that the bill should be passed swiftly. She said that local TV and radio stations provide a civic bond for communities and prevent the spread of misinformation. Did you hear the compilation that we just played? Those are local affiliates. Okay. Those are local affiliates. This past year has tested our democracy to the very pillars upon which it stands, including a free and diverse press. Yeah, where were you during the riots, lady? Where were your organizations during the riots calling them peaceful, huh? Explain that one to me. Due in large part to the misinformation circulating unchecked in the digital ecosystem. She's talking about us, you know. More and more Americans have lost faith in the information reaching their eyes and ears. From you... Yes, from your organizations. Why do you think we distrust the information coming out? Because you've lied to us repeatedly.
1: And it's not just the media, it's the government. It's the science officials. We're all going to die in 12 years because of climate change. Well, that was 20 years
0: ago. <laughs> well, it was global freezing. We were coming out of global freezing 20 years or something like that. I don't know, whatever. I don't know, these, yeah, these it was ideas.
1: like 40 years ago. It was global freezing and then global yeah. warming and then
0: climate change. Yes, yeah. We are out of time this morning. We are going to have to go. But thank you for sitting down this morning, Bruce. Thank you to all the listeners. For all these topics and more, please check us out later on this afternoon. And I hope everyone has a great morning.